Hello and welcome to How to Heal. I am your host, Nicoleon Pettit, and this is episode eight. We continue with the Women of Spirit, volume two anthology interviews, and the book release has been changed from March 1st to March 23rd. So along the way, I'll give you more information because we're going to also have a launch party as well that you may want to attend. Our guest today is Carol Fontaine, known some as the Sailing Yogi. So Carol is a certified life coach specializing in mindfulness and empowerment, meditative writing, Shakti dance yoga, and Reiki master teacher. She owns a thriving graphic business and is a best-selling author. So her first memoir, Sail Above the Clouds, How to Simplify Your Life, was the number one bestseller on Amazon for three weeks. Finalist in the book of the year from the Book Talk Radio Club in the UK and sold five copies in five different continents. So you can read her first two chapters of Sail Above the Clouds at sailabovetheclouds.com. There is so much more to tell, but I'm gonna let Carol fill you in. So Carol, welcome to How to Heal. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. I'm so excited to, to chat with you and to uh, just get to know yourself and just talk about healing and mindfulness and what we can do to be more present in this life. I know. I, I've been looking forward to talking to you as well. We've been back and forth by email, and it is great to finally connect with you and how things are in Maine, how things oh. up in yeah. Things, things are good. Um, we've had snow again, which I'm ready. I'm honestly, I'm ready for it to be over. <laughs> <laughs> I've only been back uh, up north in northern weather for three years, but I love it. I do love the change of season, but uh, it's a beautiful sunny day today and I'm enjoying the beautiful fresh air. Uh, awesome. And and May they also get those gorgeous leaf changes as well, right? So you get all the yellows and the, the oranges and the reds. We do. And I grew up in Canada right across the border. So it's it's familiar, although I've been in, in Florida or in the islands for 25 years. It's still, uh, it, it's like a, mem a distant memory. So I'm rediscovering all these smells and sensation and visual beauty of mm. the seasons that I had as a child. Oh, that's beautiful. And, oh, and speaking of, uh, you say being in the islands and in Florida. So um, they call you the sailing yogi. So, so you want to start off by telling us part of your journey? Usually I would ask people before how their healing journey began, but I think uh, the sailboat journey has a little to do with prior to that. And I want to bring you into the rest of your healing journey. So you want to start by telling us a little bit about why they call you the sailing yogi? Yes. My husband and I originally both from Canada and we moved to Florida in 93 and uh, we ended up from being from moving to Florida because of the weather because we both rode Harley Davidson. We were bikers. That's Love what attracted that's what attracted us to, to Florida <laughs> is the riding weather. And but it was so hot. And after a few years, we um, we just ended up we needed change. We needed something different. 
um, we were we were young when we moved to uh, to to Florida, and we were partying way too much. And it got out. <laughs> Is of it ever too much when you're young? <laughs> well, you, you got to do it. You got to do it. Otherwise, when you get older, you do it, and now's not the time. So we did it. Well, we were supposed to, but it took its toll. And then mm. we found ourselves at a place in time where we need something needed to change because it was it was our life was out of control. So we decided to move on a sailboat. It was either buy a home or buy a boat. And we were sitting on the beach looking at the boats going out of Port Everglades. And my husband said, why don't we buy a boat? And like, hmm. So we started with a small boat just for the weekend, just for fun. Well, you guys already seem pretty adventurous to begin with. So exactly. Yeah. It was oh, a natural um, progression, progression from riding to having a little boat and ride the waves. So we're like, yeah, sure, let's try it. So we had a small 25-footer for about, I'd say, nine months. And every weekend, we took it everywhere. We trailered it, dropped it in the water, and then learned to sail because we had no clue what we were doing. Okay, so so you didn't have any experience before you guys decided that maybe we should just get a boat? No, zero. It, It was... It was brand new, but it was small. It was very forgivable. When you ran aground, you could jump off the boat and literally push it off the sandbar. (laughs) (laughs) So after nine months, we took a two week vacation and we loved it so much that it was, we were at that point where it was either time to buy a house or a boat. And my husband showed up and says, why don't we just buy a boat and live on it? Was it because it was more mobile and you didn't know if you wanted to be in a particular place for a certain amount of time? Yes. Well, my husband kind of has a wandering spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and and also, um, we love the sailing part and having the boat. It seemed like something different. And we were that those kind of people that we like different things. We right. like to try things. We have that adventurous spirit. And we totally fell in love with the ocean and the community. So uh, we bought bought Windsong and we stayed on the boat for 20 years. We owned it for 25 years and we stayed on it for 20 years. Wow. I bet the sleep was amazing. Amazing. Yeah. That just rocking back and forth in the ocean. Oh my God. Now, now tell me overall, how was like the daily living there? I know I'm sure people want to know that because, you know, you've had people that have heard of people living on a boat, but not for 20 years. <laughs> I know it really surprised when I tell people their eyes go wider 20 years, yeah. they take a double take. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, how did you do it? Uh, a lot of people say, oh, my goodness, it's so small. How did you do it? Yeah. And I must say that the first six months were difficult because we went from a big house with a swimming pool and living rooms and two refrigerators and all that space to selling everything, donating, gifting, storing. I mean, we had to get rid of everything. We had to majorly simplify our life to squeeze it in 41 foot. So um, the first six months were a bit difficult because you need to adjust to the the space. You keep bumping everywhere and you can't (laughs) find your stuff because everything is so packed. Packed away. Yep. 
But you also need to learn to live in each other's tiles. You know, those four tiles that we have around us that you live in. You need to learn to really um, make concessions and to constantly be in each other's space. So that that was took its toll. So I bet. It's, a, it's an adjustment and you really need to, if anyone's interested in, in trying either the RV life or the sailing life, I always tell them, give yourself a minimum of six months to get over that initial transition. The shock, yeah. Because yeah. uh, yeah. exactly. yeah. even in, in the best relationships, that could be a little challenging in such yes. a yeah, small space. Yes, but after that six months, it became easier and easier. And it was so much fun being able to take the boat out every weekend and to just go because we had to have um, a land base somewhere because we weren't rich. We had to keep jobs. And thankfully, after a while, I was able to manage to work from the boat. So after a few years, I worked from the boat being a graphic designer. And where was your landing space? Oh, I'm sorry. And where was your landing space? it, it we moved we we moved we, we lived in the in in hollywood in south florida in, in the keys in central florida we would take um a hiatus and all our vacation was spent in the bahamas and the exumas and just sailing as far as we could as much as we could um wow. in the vacation time that we had so, um, but we always came back to a particular place, but those months that we spent on vacation, those were the gifts, you know, or when we sailed from Florida to Maine, um, all the time that we spent on water were immensely um, beneficial to our mental health, to our personal growth, to um, just learning that this world is much more beautiful, more connected, then we allow ourselves to to see we think we're all disconnected and you know that our problems are so big but when you you're out there on the ocean you realize that oh my goodness i don't have any problem problems really. yeah you know it really you refocus you know you prioritize and you focus your energy elsewhere so you're like oh my goodness life is so good i'm so blessed Oh. And your problem become very small when you you can and the community is really amazing. And that is that when you started your book, did you like halfway into well, your your journey no, on the boat? I started. I stayed on the boat for twenty years, and maybe ten years into it, after that, um, I went through a difficult period. I we launched. Uh, a sailing magazine, Real Sailors, which uh, I published for two years from the boat, which was a, 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 it was a hoot. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. We distributed from Boca Raton all the way down to, to the Keys. And we had parties and events and regattas, which we brought boats to sail in the Bahamas. And, but after 9-11, um, the financial, and um, the, the people who didn't feel like advertising, everything took its toll. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very di- difficult to keep it afloat and we, we had to go under. So I had to close the magazine. Um, it mostly my fault, mis- financial mismanagement, <laughs> but also external um, yeah, sorry, events extern- that, that yeah, happened. Occurrences that you have yes. no control over. Yes. And I ended up uh, working um, for, for a company doing graphic design. And then I started getting sick. 
And uh, I got more and more chronically ill. And uh, the more ill I got, the more unhappy. Uh, everything was snowballing around me. It, my, my finances from the bankruptcy, my relationship with my husband. And then the reason why we lived on the boat to get away from the partying, that kind of caught up with us because we had never really addressed the underlying issues of, uh, you know, well, why do we feel like partying and right. drinking and doing all So, um, and I was at a point in my life where I was very unhappy, but I had never stopped to ask myself, am I happy? I lived in paradise. I lived on a sailboat, um, dolphins floating around, feeding the fish every day. <laughs> oh. But I was, I was chronically ill. And then my, my friend asked me, um, she told me that you, you, you need to start journaling. You need to start writing. And at that mm -hmm. point, I was followed by multiple doctors. If you read my book, there's a section about it where I talk about going through this dark night of the soul. Right. And I ended up having to see over the course of a few years, 10 different doctors that were trying to help help me and I had a few surgeries and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me and a dear friend said start writing start journaling and at first I said Journ writing what is how is that going to help me are you <laughs> hello yeah and you see how well, it has to do with the other really is, you know? yeah. I, can't, I can't eat <laughs> But after a while, you know, when you get so sick and you get at, to, at the bottom, you start to be desperate and then you look for alternatives. And you're willing to try whatever. Yeah, whatever. Because I tried everything. I think I tried everything and it didn't work. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's when you usually people turn to the holistic field. And that's what I did. I turned to the holistic field and I started. Right, I got my first journal. I started writing and I started to um, to take all these trainings in, in Reiki and yoga and energy healing and the, the writing showed me that I was I was terribly unhappy and I had I had no clue and I was like oh goodness give us an example now for other people who are out there listening to this and 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 she has gotten some rave reviews on her book and how it has changed some other people's lives I've seen it all over here your website. And for those people who haven't had a chance to, to get to know you yet, give them an idea of like, did you wake up in the morning and, and start writing like immediately, like how you felt when you wake up or when you were going to bed? What, what started that transformation in the writing for you? Yes. I started journaling. Um, initially, just I would just write whenever uh, I, I would feel either sad, frustrated, or, or I needed to get something off my chest. And then I took a few classes where meditation was mixed in the blend of writing. And as I started to uh, go on my journey, uh, yoga journey and became a Shakti dance teacher, I started to blend the yoga with the meditation, with writing. Mm, yes. And I, I found that when I incorporated movement, breathing and meditation when I asked questions um, or used writing prompts I would get the most amazing responses mm -hmm. sometimes I would write and then the more you write and it's continuous writing you don't stop when you do the meditative writing 
And I usually time myself. So I'll put the timer on for, initially it was three minutes, five minutes, but- Okay, I see what you're now, saying. Yes. Now I would put it for 10, 15. And at the end, after a while, I've got so used, I would just write for it. And then I'd look at the time. I go, my goodness, I've been writing for an hour and a half. <laughs> but those sessions is where that wisdom comes out. Because mm. in, the, in the beginning, when you first start, I always write in the morning when I wake up. Because the veil between the other realm is still very thin. And you're, you're, you're awake, but you're aware. You're yes. not lost yes. in la la then yeah. all the thoughts haven't had time to settle in yet for the yes. day yeah but lately i also write as i put my head on the pillow <laughs> i have a notebook and i write then there too so but initially i would write always in the morning so if you want to start the, the journaling practice either do it after meditation or mm -hmm. yoga or some kind of session that really brings your mind to the present moment Exactly. And speaking of that, like how you were saying with the Shakti dancing, that brings you back in your body to um, being really present and moving your energy. Do you believe like when you were on, like you were saying, you had to start doing um, the journaling, the journaling led to the yoga that led to the, you know, dancing. Um, did you feel like you needed it all because maybe you weren't moving enough? I and that, did. And that energy needed to move, to, to flow, and then your feelings can come up. Like how you said, you you knew you weren't happy, but you didn't even have the, you didn't take the time to even process even, yeah, why you weren't I, happy. Exactly. And in the beginning, I did not have that awareness, that self-awareness to recognize the signs that my body were giving me. So when I took um, my Reiki 1 training, my first Reiki 1, because I did it multiple times, I love this, this, uh, this practice so much um when i took that first training and i realized that i could actually feel my body and i'm not talking like touching i'm talking really like on an energetic level i i started to recognize that i had on i had on this back, <laughs> I was unbalanced. Yes. I had, as I had chakras that was misfiring, that were blocked. I could actually feel the hot and the cold and the blockages. Ooh. And I started to become so aware of where these blockages were. And of course, they were related to my digestion. And initially, my throat chakra, my voice, because I, I did not have that that voice to say no to doctors, to ask questions, to be an advocate for my yes. health. So yes. that was one of the first things that I developed in these early days is to say no to my boss, to my doctor, to my friends who may have been, uh, had good intentions, but we're not going about our relationships in, in a respectful way. So I had to fire some people. Yes. And I had to sit down with my husband and have very heart to heart discussion on our relationship. And that was one of the that was very difficult to realize that you're unhappy in all these aspects of your life, but you've been lying to yourself. And just like you said, you weren't aware enough to really know 
you didn't know Carol the way that you knew Carol after Carol started to, <laughs> to, to heal, you know, heal and, and become yeah. more aware of her body. You know, you're, it's a whole new Carol. Exactly. Who was I? And that's funny because that's one of the first thing that I ask in my book, my book, Sail Above the Clouds. Um, it, each, it's the first of a four book series and SAIL is an acronym. It's Simplify, Align, Integrate, Let Go. That's what I was going to ask you about next, if you could lead us into um, how that acronym works um, in, a, in a practical way for, for others so they can, can check that out. I think it's Thank awesome. You. Yes, and how it came about um, is I needed to really simplify my life, simplify my mind, my mental space. But when I moved on the boat, I simplified my physical space. And then that naturally led me to look at into my mental and emotional space. It might have took a little while, but eventually it did. And then I was faced with all that clutter that was in my mind and all these things that needed to be addressed. And mm -hmm. um, the, the Simplified, the first book is all about simplifying. So each chapter has an adventure from our crazy sailing days. <laughs> and then after each chapter, I have a life lesson that I learned a journaling question and an exercise to uh, take it out in the world. So each chapter looks uh -huh. at one specific way of, one aspect of your life that you can simplify. Oh, so I see why so many people love book, it. The yeah. whole book is about simplifying. Right now I'm working on the second book, which is all about aligning your life with your purpose, with which your real, you, you know, dharma. Like an so, energetic um, alignment, like re, yeah, resetting yes. your programming or, yeah, you know, and, and different words for different people, but pretty much that kind of concept. Exactly. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then the third one is about integrating practices in your daily life mm. to, to support your progress on these days that you're not doing so well. You need support so you don't fall off the wagon. Exactly. Of. Exactly. Yes. And then finally, let go, because we need to let go of so much in order to grow. Isn't that true? It's amazing how much we've, we've carried, yes. oh, don't even realize we're carried from even childhood, and how much we just have to keep letting go and letting go and letting go and letting go all the time. <laughs> feeling back. Yes, feeling those back layers. <laughs> and feeling back to find out who you are. And that is yeah. the first question in my first book. That's what it is. Who am I? And there's this funny story that um, you might enjoy is that when, when we, right before we moved onto the boat, uh, that we bought our first boat, we were, we were partying a lot. And we were popular in our friends group for having these after hours party because we had this huge outdoor pool in this beautiful Florida house. Party and house party house it, mm -hmm. yeah, we were at the party house and this uh this woman was in the pool that I didn't even know and uh, she's there in the pool looking up at me and of course you know uh, she was she'd been overserved <laughs> was loud <laughs> and asked me who I was and mm -hmm. that stopped me in my track because that was my home and she's asking me who I am and Great. So that's how I start in the book. It's like, who am I? 
And then I go into this search through the adventures and, and everything that's happened. And really to, um, to really start to know who is Carol and what was I brought here on this earth to do? What can I do to make first myself happy? Because that's number one. You have to be number one. That's where it begins. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the air max, oxygen max on the airplane, that, that's it. You cannot help anybody if you don't help yourself. Exactly. And all the healers out there knows this too. That's pretty much where your own journey began to help other people is just even healing your own stuff. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. All these training that I took were really to try to heal the the chronic uh, digestive issues that I have, which were, which really affected uh, my skin, my digestion, my liver, Um, everything was affected by by digestion because that's your number one that's your your immune system right there exactly wow that's amazing and and did that lead into your radiant life um um is it like um is it like a a group um get together is it like a um program that you take people through within a certain amount of time you want to tell us about how sale kind of leads into the the radiant life system that you have yes well um the books are really based on um everything that i've been teaching in my meditative writing classes and my shakti dance and I, instead of having all these different trainings and classes that I teach, I decided to blend a lot of things together and create these. It, it started out being these soul sessions that I would teach online. And I really, I like to blend the movement, the breath, the meditation, the journaling, and these life coaching tools that, that we all learned that were beneficial for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I created that with with these different topics, simplify, align, integrate, let go. And so um, they, they naturally grew into this radiant life so that you can have a radiant health and you can take these tools into your life and learn how to, on a day-to-day, well, this week, what can I do to help my personal goal? What can I do to help my health, my business, my emotional health, my relationships? So um, I'm launching that next month in April, and um, I'm going to teach a little bit of everything that I've learned. A lot of it has to do with with the chakras and the energy and the Shakti. So you will be taking like a group through this together? It's it's yes if you want to and mm-hmm. i also want to offer them so that people that can't follow on a weekly basis can um get the classes and follow along at their own pace oh that's great that's yeah. great um and for those people who are let, let me ask you something about that because you know a lot of times when you go through healing classes and sessions and group work um there's some stuff that comes up that people are not necessarily ready to share with everyone. Now, is there like a one-on-one part of it with you where they don't feel like I, I'm exposed to, to 10 people, you know, sharing my stuff? Can I, can I start yes. off slowly sharing with, with you? And then probably as I go along, I'll feel more free or uncomfortable sharing with the group. Absolutely. That is so true because um, in the beginning, we're not ready to look at our, our dark 
dark side. Yeah, and you don't want to go in the closet. And you and don't like it. <laughs> you don't want to go in the closet yeah. and look at the shadows. We're like, wait, I don't even know what's in there yet. Do I really want to be exposing it to everyone else? <laughs> and it's a, it's a big step to talk with people, you know, out right. loud. Just to voice it out loud sometimes it is a huge step. And we're definitely going to have um, the opportunity to connect directly with me on a one-on-one throughout throughout this the the sessions. Um, but yeah, I remember the first time I we used to teach um, goddess circles, and we we had monthly gathering with women, yes. and I could see from every week. Uh, the progress of women that didn't even want to speak in the beginning and at the end would bring friends and introduce them and say these circles changed my life and I think there's so much power in gathering with women and the last few years I think a lot of us have suffered from not being able to do these gatherings and yes. thank, thank goodness for Zoom but there is something special about being in person physically in person yeah and connected yeah. to each other yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you said um and just the just the being able to slowly open up around others and like you said open up those chakras that are blocked and and be able to connect in that way um yeah i i feel the same way i i think technology is great but there are some human barriers that yes that we, you know, we shouldn't totally just go all online and, and no group meetings in person and stuff. That that um, energy that you bring to each other, just being in the, the aura, close to the aura of another human being and yeah, yeah their bio field and yeah. Exactly, important. feeling it and feeling that connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zoom and all these beautiful technological advancements that we have are amazing, but, um, we still feel disconnected we still we miss that and i think that one of the number one reason for every addiction and every um mental health issues mostly in the world is disconnect the feeling of disconnection yes not being a part of of being separate from the whole that's amazing. Yeah, I did a um, I did an actual uh, article and stuff around that. The disconnect that we we get even just when we come into this world, where everything, even from being a baby, is trying to disconnect us from source, and yeah, and that attachment that that we need to feel connected to the earth and to to our basically everyone and and what we've. Uh, of the matrix or the network that we've come into. So um, that constant disconnecting kind of leaves us feeling, especially if we keep getting that as we get older, it's harder to go back to that and hard, yes. it's harder. So when you get in a group setting or like how we were saying where you want to share, you will sometimes you want to share, but you just don't know how you disassociated, you've disconnected and you don't know how to, to have that kind of connection with another person. You have to slowly get back into it. Yes, absolutely. And just connecting not only with other people, but connecting with the nature, mm-hmm. the planet, the, the earth, all of it, the yes. all of it, the, the sum of it. For me, when I started taking all these trainings and, and then after a while, I did get these these moments of clarity where, you know, in a movie, you would have that music. Oh, 
<laughs> that Tiffany music. The, the light comes down all of a sudden. You're on the spotlight and the light comes down. I had these moments where I was out there on the ocean. And although people would say, well, you're completely disconnected out there. <laughs> no, you're not. Quite the contrary. I felt so connected with with the whole, with everything. Everything made sense all of a sudden. Mm. Wow. And, and I took that, you know, with the med, as the more you meditate, the more you realize that. And um, yeah. I went, I started going to yoga retreats and I had this moment in a yoga retreat, which is actually what I wrote in the meditation book that I'm part of and another anthology. And that's really, that actually my story is about the moment that I realized that I was connected with the divine, with everything, with that was very, very physically ill at that time, and still swollen from my first surgery, and clueless as to why I wouldn't heal. And I was, I had appointments with new doctors to go see, and I was really in despair, looking for anything to to help. And it's in by chanting mantras. And doing celestial communications in that retreat that I had this, this awakening, this moment where all of a sudden I felt connected and recognized. And I felt connected with the group that was there and supported. And it's like all the barriers broke down. And I, I spent like an hour crying after class, but it wasn't bad crying. Right. It was, it was a release. It mm -hmm. was a let go. It was a release. It was an absolutely gift of like, oh my goodness, you know, I, I am part of the whole. I am worthy. I am here. I am me. One of the first time I saw me, Carol. Wow. That, that is an awesome place to be. Um, and part of that radiant life that Carol was talking about. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to go into the Women of Spirit Volume 2 anthology, what Carol has um, contributed to that, and also to her meditation anthology. And we'll be right back. We are all here to do something specific and unique to our original blueprint. Soul contracts can clear up questions you have about yourself and others while putting you on the right path that is uniquely yours. It speeds up the work of self-development exponentially and gives you practical tools for daily living. To learn about or experience a soul contract reading, go to www.mikaleone.com and get your free 15-minute consult to find out if a soul contract is right for you. Feeling stuck and need some practical guidance to put to use right away? I have been helping friends, family, and clients with spiritual guidance for years, and now I am opening this option to others that follow and resonate with what I have to offer. You can send your question to transform at howtoheelnetwork.com, and I will answer it without using your name so that maybe it can help someone else that wanted to ask but felt too shy to do so. Again, send your question with Mika, I have a question in the subject line to transform at howtoheal.com. And welcome back to How to Heal. And we are here with Carol Fontaine, 
one of the authors of Upcoming Women of Spirit, Volume 2 Anthology. Uh, so, Carolyn, you want to lead us in and tell us a little bit about one of the stories you have in the upcoming series? Sure. Um, well, in Transforming Life, I'm so honored that uh, to have been asked to write for this book because I feel that I've really transformed my life so many times. Sometimes I look back and I feel like I've led multiple lives through my lifetime. A publisher, that. a biker, <laughs> a sailor, yes. or an author now from, from someone who was so desperately ill looking for ways to heal herself and writing and becoming an author uh, years later in her second language because I'm French. <laughs> it, um, but you, you really got to follow the flow. And when you follow the flow, the universe just gives you with whatever you need to heal. And yes, I believe I, that. I believe that wholeheartedly. And mm -hmm. uh, my first anthology meditation is about that moment that we just talked about when I really first had, it's one of those first aha moment when I started to see outside of my limited ego mind and had that first experience with the divine. And from then, of course, it's, you, you just want more and more. So I just went more and more into the healing and training. Mm. And as I started to peel back the layers of myself, I, I saw tremendous healing, both physically in my, in my health, but also my emotional health and my relationship with my husband. And I started um, my own journey of uh, becoming an author and becoming independent and launching my own business right and um i had these moments in um in windsong where i was just totally immersed in the these bubble these i, I call them like these it's like a bubble memory where you are so you wake up one day and you're so aware and you see every detail you feel every feeling you smell every smell you are so grateful in that moment. And one of that moment is in the book, Transforming Lives. And it's uh, when I woke up one morning and from the porthole, I see <laughs> the sun and I have my husband and my dog sleeping beside me. And we're just bobbing away at anchor <laughs> in absolute bliss. And we're in an anchorage where there's, there's nothing except nature. And the sun is just peeking over the horizon and I can place my hand on the side of the boat and right outside of my hand, I, I used to do that a lot. I would place my hand on the hull, and that literally is only like maybe half an inch separating you from the water, from the mm -hmm. ocean. And then I would imagine the ocean and my energy touching every continent in the world because the ocean touches every continent right in the world. right and awesome I would, and i would touch the hall and imagine connecting directly with the light of the sun which was reflecting right to me in my face and it was just this moment of grace that was i was so grateful and when I felt these these moments of connection and happiness, I was so grateful that I had the opportunity to learn all these tools of training to bring me to that space because I never had these moments of awareness before. 
I, I, I was just going about my life and I thought that having a few glass of wine was, was happiness. Right. When I was numbing and mm -hmm. now I was sober and having these moments of complete bliss that I was so blissed that I was expanding outside. Of my, <laughs> it, it was pouring into all my aspects of my life. And I was like, I need to share this. People need to know that to be this happy is possible. Exactly. Without any medications, any, any, any uh, all mind altering anything. Yeah. Just, yes. just from, for me, just from writing, meditating and doing some yoga and energy work, which is, which is really fun, <laughs> which is really great because it makes you feel wonderful. And, and you said that um, your anthology, you also did a meditation anthology. Yes. Well, the mm -hmm. meditation anthology is, um, they're all stories of different authors that share these moments of divine connection. Mm -hmm. It's um, the, the author that launched it is Sister Dr. Sister Dr. Jenna, which is an acclaimed uh, mentor in the spiritual world. She's uh, the host of uh, America Meditating. And uh, we launched it last month on the 2222. <laughs> very good. <laughs> yeah, nice and, numbers. Uh, I, I love to share, uh, I love to read and share how beneficial just being mindful and being aware, self aware is because I believe that clarifying your mind the, the number one thing you need to do to really heal your life is to just become aware of yourself mm -hmm. if you're not mm -hmm. aware that you're unhappy or that when you eat certain foods they yeah. give you stomach cramps or they sometimes it's a delayed reaction but if you're not aware and you're not paying attention how are you going to heal yeah, exactly. how are you yeah how are you going to find solution how are you you know because a lot of us are just we have so much to do. We, we get up, we have all these things to do, and we don't give ourselves time to pause and simply ask ourselves, how am I doing today? Yes, I so agree. Spending an hour a week or two hours a week doing a class that teaches you these tools so that every day you can spend I don't know, even if it's just five minutes, but if you can try a little bit more than that, that'd be great. But mm -hmm. if you spent 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever time you dedicate to yourself when you get up in the morning, before you give of yourself to the world, give of yourself to yourself. Oh, that's a good one. I, I, I like that because a lot of people feel guilty when, especially when they have kids and families yes. and things like that. It's like, oh, I, you know, I have things to do and I have other people to think about. And if I stay in bed and even think of giving myself 15 minutes to meditate, that's being selfish to my students, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so not true. It's like the opposite. It's like how you give so much more if you're in a place of feeling more whole and, and, and feeling more complete in yourself, you're going to be able to give from that place place which is You're totally different from being drained yeah <laughs> exactly 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 you're going to radiate and and you're going to be magnetic you're going to be mm -hmm. so happy and successful in everything that you do because you're you know yeah. you're 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 full of life you're yeah full of you're life not giving up yeah, you're giving from a place of being complete, not a place of, oh my God, I need some more time for myself. I need more energy. I need more, you know, 
you won't you won't admit that at the time but yet that's what's yeah. going on yeah and you're yeah. getting depleted yeah and anyone that feels stuck or that are have chronically chronic issues with their health or they're just not feeling like they get up in the morning and they want to go out there and have a you know i'm i'm getting <laughs> up at, enthusiastic about facing the day right if you're not feeling like this maybe not every single day but most of the day, time um be curious mm -hmm. why as to why mm -hmm. and then ask yourself especially if you have children if you're tired all the time and if you're you're not doing things that you would love to do because you're you're too busy taking care of other people what is that teaching your children exactly because you're feeling depleted so how do you feel right then right now when you look at your life and so you are teaching your children to do this when they're going to be parents and you're teaching mm -hmm. them that it's okay to feel depleted yeah it's not okay to drain yourself uh, yeah and it's, and it's not okay to be depleted it's not okay <laughs> no. to put someone else's uh, knees in front of you and i really really want people mostly women because i love to work with women and i really want them to align themselves with their purpose and really discover what that is and pursue it with all their might because there was one time that the doctors um i went to see an oncologist because they i had le lesions on my liver and they didn't know if it was cancerous or not and there was a moment in time where i thought that was it because after three years of being sick and a few surgery i'm like that's it they finally found it i'm, I'm dying right <laughs> just a matter of time i'm out of yeah. here <laughs> and i'm like i'm in my 40s and i'm like this sucks you know right. i have a lot to do and i'm i'm crying i'm contemplating death and this is not cool <laughs> this is really right. not all right and um I told myself that if if I was going to be healthy and happy again and able to do something with my life, I was not going to waste one moment doing something I don't like. Yes. And that's what brought me to where I am right now is being in that dark place where I was like, please, you know, help me so that if I come out of this, I'm going to do something. I'm going to help. I'm going to shine the light on any tools that people can do to help themselves. And, and just to be happy because I wasn't put here to be miserable or to be sick. Exactly. So um, I really want people to be conscious about what they eat, what they put in their body, what they listen to, mm -hmm. the words that they speak, um, everything. Because mindfulness is really a way of life. Yes, every aspect of your life. And, and would you want to tell us a little more about your Shakti dance online? I'd like to know about that because I think that like almost like a foundational thing um, for many people. I, I just believe that that movement, that that stirring the energy is it can make all the healing, like how you're saying, the consciousness and awareness stuff happening so much faster. Absolutely. I took a lot of trainings that led me to Shakti dance. And when I started, I organized a training in South Florida. We were, I think, 12 wonderful women. And that year that we spent together, 
was so transformational. Shakti dance is based on Kundalini yoga, the mm. yoga of That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. So it blends the, the breath, the mantras, the devotional music, the celestial communication, mm. uh, and, and dance. And I think for us women, it's really, really beneficial to have that, that, that the dance in our life to have the movement and when i when i started the training yes i took all these you know i learned from all these teachers and masters you should do this you should do that but even despite all the trainings and the things that i knew i should be doing i was still struggling in my life i was still you know not 100% committed to taking help fall off the wagon not eat right and all that but the shakti dance completely changed that and i believe it's because so on an unconscious level, sometimes we have blockages in our body that we need movement to unblock. Mm -hmm. Yes. And simply willing them away is not going to work. Mm -hmm. That's the same for Reiki as well. So Shakti dance is really an energy form of healing that is so much fun because you got music and dance. Right. So we blend all these beautiful things together. And I usually start my classes with so it has there has to be movement even when I teach meditative writing there's always movement and the Shakti dance is really to help raise that Shakti divine feminine energy that we all have even men has that Shakti energy that's the, the mm -hmm. energy of creation it's it's our and our life force and we want to raise that we want to connect that we want to bring the flow up so all our chakras are open and active and balanced yes and the breath and the movement really helps to um unblock some of these centers that may be stagnant or that that needs a little bit more care and mm -hmm. unconscious unconsciously by doing this we prepare the mind to receive all these beautiful trainings and these these notions that we that we can go into afterwards but I found that my, for myself, sometimes just sitting and listening and taking a class, it was all nice. I'd take notes, but mm -hmm. I wouldn't integrate them into my life. Right. And the shocking right. dance for me helped me put into a space where I'm ready and I have this eureka moment where I go, oh, I get it. And then make them part of your daily life. Mm, it's an I amazing, yummy practice. It's, it's I can't. I bet. I bet it is. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, do you have uh, monthly classes, weekly classes? How do you do this? And is there any classes you want anybody to know about that's upcoming? They're going to be part of my Radiant Life classes starting next week. I paused for uh, while I was launching my book because I was I was overwhelmed with the author life. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to find balance and align myself. So I was doing my personal practice but it was too much for me on all front too. So I paused them, but I, they're coming back. Oh, good. <laughs> they're, they're coming back newly as part of my, um, my radiant, radiant life, life program. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's, and, and any other things that you're working on that you want the audience to know about any websites? Definitely. Um, if you want to read um, the first book, Sail Above the Clouds, How to Simplify Your Life, go to sailaboveclouds.com and read the first two chapters there. And if you sign up to my newsletter, then you will get all the notification for the classes that's coming up. 
Perfect. Yeah, and all the good things that we're, we're doing. And I'm really excited about um, sharing with the Women of Spirit and our book launch that's coming up. Yes, in a couple of weeks. Yes, very much so. And so anything that they want to find, they can find it at saleabovethecloud.com. Yes. Thank you so much, Carolyn. I so enjoyed being with you. I could talk for hours with you. Me too. (laughs) This has been a very good, very eye-opening. And wow, I mean, I'm sure you're going to inspire. She has inspired so many women I've seen that said you have like changed their life and how they they think and process and and I'm sure this is just the beginning I hope so I really want to dedicate the rest of my life to this it's really I feel very aligned with my mission to help inspire women to be present so (sighs) because the more present that we are the greater we can accomplish in this world and we need women to awaken Exactly. To their power, to their, you know, to everything. To the exactly. Yes. It, um, and so many things in life has, has stopped us from um, living up to our fullest potential and, and, and shining that and doing what we truly, like you said, truly want to be doing in this world and no energy for anything else. All your energy and your focus is on what you really feel you should be doing here. Yes. And when you live this way with you being radiant, your life you don't need to do anything else you you wake up energized you realize you know at night you're like oh my goodness I have to stop because but you still have energy because yes at your passion fuels because yes your your purpose and your passion fuels your life and that's how you become radiant to it I really want women to know that they can be this way and there's there is a way you know I was chronically ill for so long and depressed and look at me now so there, now, let's bring the shakti up in every every woman listening to this and you know bring the divine and, feminine back strong on this, on this and world. that helps the men as well so the, the, the more powerful well. and the more the women are centered in themselves and it helps the other um helps the other gender as well and, and it helps them to be able to balance that within themselves the feminine aspects of themselves as well Yes, because we both have both sides. We exactly. need to have a balance. Yes, the men definitely need more Shakti right now. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much, Carol. And thank you guys for listening in today on How to Heal. If you want to reach Carolyn, you can go to Carol's website, saleabovethecloud.com, and you can have everything there. You can sign up for her newsletter, and she'll give you more information on how to get involved with her program and her classes. Anything else you want to say, Carol? Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for inviting me, Micah. And you're welcome. to my book launch. (laughs) Everybody, thank you so much. And we'll see you next time on How to Heal.